Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yesterday, um, obviously disappointing and, and um, you know, where we're at right now is not where we uh, aspired to be at the beginning and, and we're where we aspire to be now. And on that note, I think it's important for me as the person in this position to uh, make myself available to you all and uh, be accountable for for where we're at uh, and answer any questions that uh, that anybody um, has about uh, the team this year to date and uh, with the trade deadline coming up in two and a half weeks where we're going um, I know that my answers on the trade deadline and our strategy will probably leave all of you uh, not very satisfied um, but that's just part of the job and our positioning so uh, having said that I'll turn it over to uh, whatever questions anyone has, fire away. Uh, Kyle, um, just to be direct with this, um, yep. just what is Jake Gensel's future for the Penguins? Do you anticipate him being a member of this organization past March 8th, maybe even July 1? Just where do things sure. stand as far as um, his status here? Yeah, I, th I think, Seth, it's uh, it's obviously one that, that's, a, that's at the forefront. He's injured now, um, obviously on injured reserve, and, and um, is eligible to come back on March 10th. I think the, the way that our whole strategy plays out in the next two and a half weeks, how our team continues to play, will will dictate uh, the short-term answer the, at the trade deadline, and then um, we'll continue to have those discussions leading up to that, and then and then afterwards with where it's at. But I would say it's um, you know I, I understand how valuable he's been as a teammate, person in the community, contributor to to helping the team win um, Stanley Cup, and and so on and so forth. So it's it's important, but at the at the same time. You know, we have to take stock of where we're at and, and um, you know, be realistic about the fact that, you know, one of the issues we have is we need to get, uh, we need to get younger. And, um, you, know, you know, we have a lot of guys in their, in their 30s signed. Some of them are some of the best players in the history of the franchise. And it's tough with Jake, as I've said to him, because he's, um, he's an excellent player and playing at an elite level. But, um, you know, we have to find a way to continue to have those solid veteran guys but also continue to get younger at the same time. Kyle, I have two. One, uh, there was a report last night on TSN that uh, everybody but Crosby, Malkin, and Latang has been made available by you. I, I'm just asking for comment on that before I ask mine. Sure. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, uh, did you want to address that one first? Sure, I can take okay. that, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I didn't see the exact uh, verbiage or wording of it. Um, I only I had another GM mention it to me today or ask me about it clearly. I think we've received a lot of calls on a lot of our players, especially as our team has been in the spot that it's at. My view of it, Rob, has been to, I feel like out of respect to the group here and what they've accomplished, I'm trying to be as patient as possible and give the group the time, and I've outlined that to them to show that we can really make a push and make a run at it. Um, 
as we've continued to kind of stay level or, or drop, you know, we look up today at the standings, it's, it's not, it's a, it's a daunting task. Is the group capable of it? Yes, I think we've shown this year that we are, but we're running out of time to show that we can do it consistently. So as we've had, you know, coming out of the, out of the all-star break, you know, we lose two or three. Last week is the same, we lose two or three. The calls from teams that are, that are, these are really good players here. So teams are calling more and more asking, are they going to be available? And um, so, you know, that's, that's, it's my job to, to listen to it. But I haven't, you know, there's been no discussion about these guys are and these guys aren't available. A lot of teams are just calling and asking about a litany of our players. My, my question is, how does what happens between now and the end of the regular season um, impact uh, what you might do in the off season based off of previous held beliefs or comments regarding coaches, players, and whatnot. Can I ask you to be more specific yeah. about my like what comments of mine you're asking? Regards to the coaching staff or yeah. any players on this roster. I know you yeah. thought very highly of them all. Sure. But if this team continues to go in this direction, how much does that change your thought on what you need to do in the off season? Well, I think we have you know 29 games remaining to continue to evaluate all of that, Rob. I, the one thing I'd say about the coaching staff is I, is I think that it's always the easy, low-hanging fruit and target of everything. And uh, I've got a deep respect for the coaching staff and the, and the way that they go about it. I meet with Sully every morning, and we talk multiple times per day. He's deeply invested. He takes a, you, he, come, he has to walk out here every day and, and answer all the questions. It's not an easy position in, in this league, especially because of the commitment it's not like other sports where I don't I don't know that they have this daily or it's it's much more impromptu in, in baseball and 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 the like in football I think it's twice a week he has to come out here every day and present himself and uh, you know we've got a team that means a great deal to him I think he's very open about that and he takes this very seriously and takes the ups and downs of it very seriously and I think that's the the respect I've I've had for I've developed for him throughout the year. You know that from afar, but when you get in it with somebody, you, it only helps you. So to me, with the with the coaching staff with Sully, I, I envision Mike Sullivan, um, based on what I've learned from him and our discussions this year, and his ability to you know take the development of each individual player seriously. I think he's the type of coach that can both help you win, as you all know here. I wasn't here, but uh, you know he, he's the type of coach that shows he can win, but also that he can develop people uh, and develop players. So I, I, don't, I don't think that uh, there needs to be any discussion about, about Mike. Um, as I would do with my own staff and any staff, I'll sit down with Mike at the end of the year and go through uh, his view of it, and we'll be very thorough about that. But I know he has great belief in them and the, and the work that they're doing, and, and I see the work that they're doing every day, and I think the, the questions come because it hasn't manifested itself in consistency on the, on the ice. So I think that's a fair question and, and criticism. With regards to the players, I think it, it goes into the whole strategy of the group, which we'll evaluate more deeply come uh, the end of the end of the season, whenever that may be. Uh, Kyle, building off that, in regards to the power play, yep. are you satisfied with the work Todd Reardon's done, kind of managing that, or is it more of a execution standpoint from the players? I think when you have a an element of your organization that uh, is underperforming, I think it falls on everybody. It falls on me. Um, so. You know the personnel, the accountability. You know, so you know I, I have my part in that. It's obviously not performed at near the level that any of us want it to, and you can attribute you know how that impacts the you know. I, I, and I've, I've had different people on our own staff like outline the, the impact that not performing on the power play has had on our on our standing so far. Um, 
you know, so I think, number one, if there's an issue in the organization and, and you know, regardless of who you want to attribute it to, I think it, in, it has to start with me in terms of I have to investigate why and, and, and I'm the one that should be accountable for it. So I don't, and, and I think everybody in that locker room um, is unhappy about where that uh, that is at. So I don't I don't want to delve into, you know, individual coaches or players and, and their play on the power play because in the end I, I have to uh, do everything I can to help them all get to that next level. And, and obviously, I think every, no, there's no dancing around it. It hasn't been where we want to where, where we want it to, to be at. That said, we have continued opportunity here to, to rectify it, and, and that would be a, a, a real easy way for us to start to move in a more consistently uh, strong direction as a as a club here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Kyle, have you to this point, or do you plan to ask someone to waive a no trade or a no movement? And how do you determine if you decide to move a player whether to do it now or to wait closer to the deadline to sure. increase his value? Mm -hmm. I, I have not asked any player to waive a no move or no trade, Dave. I think the <clears throat> the you're always having these conversations. So in our case, you know, throughout the year, it's been measuring what it's going to cost to bring players in and what the market is for for uh, acquiring players, and at the same time. As our as our standing has kind of remained level outside the playoff picture, we've had more calls as I as I outlined uh, earlier. So you know, it's it's trying to it's it's a gigantic it's a, it's a gigantic game of poker. Really, you're trying to read off of the other teams, you know, know what teams are interested in your players, also know which which teams are interested in the other players that you're pursuing, um, and react off of that. I mean, in the last several years. Uh, in doing this, we've been buyers. Um, you know, in, in Toronto, in my first couple of years, we were sellers, like in the, in the biggest way. So, in going through those experiences, like those, you know, and knowing the other GMs and the way that they operate and, and how they handle their business, that's what I lean on to serve me here. You know, we've got Doug Wilson uh, on our staff as well. Uh, he's got a great you know, deal of insight into. You know the the ebbs and flows of the marketplace. There's obviously two trades coming right out of the All Star break, and since then it's been stagnant. It's sort of the I feel the the way that it tends to tends to go. So it's always trying to evaluate where that's at. When it's players that have longer term on their contract, both acquiring them and potentially moving them, you're measuring is what you're paying now going to be more or less, or what you're receiving now going to be more or less than in the summer or at next year's trade deadline or the trade deadline after. So. I wish there was a more clear way to answer your question other, other than to say there it's always fluid and evolving and, and it's up to me to stay on top of it and make sure that we're in a good spot uh, on, on both sides of the marketplace. Kyle, you're talking about just in the next couple of weeks the yeah. team is still going to get a chance to show you something. I mean, are, yeah. are there scenarios where the team could potentially be buyers if things turn or right now is it just a matter of determining whether to stick with this group or turn the page towards the future a little well, bit? I, I think the what I, what I would say is I, I mean I have – I still believe our group is capable. I think we show, uh, you know, there, there have been many times when, when we show that. There's also times when, when I understand why anyone would have that, that question. I think everyone in the room accepts that. My view of it is I can't see us moving future draft capital uh, at this point to, to try to uh, bolster the team. Uh, are there, at the same time, are there moves that will allow us to add good younger players to the organization uh, that can help to um, 
that can help to expedite things here and, and help us in, and support the, the group that's already here. Uh, and, and so we're, we're trying to look through all of that. Um, but I can't see us expending a ton of our, of our future draft capital. This year, we don't have a, a ton, but in the future years, we're, we're well stocked. And I don't think that will go out the door, Matt. But if there are scenarios where we have some of our younger prospects that maybe we can add players that are a little bit older and more close to ready for them, I think we would look at all those things. I don't think there's anything at all that's off the table here. This might play off that last yeah. point then, but what has been the biggest gap between how you envision things would go yep. and where you are now, and can that gap be filled by also sticking with that stated goal of needing to get younger? Yeah, I think... Um, I think the you know we, the the obvious place to start is you know if, if our if our power play was clipping along at, at the at an average rate or the rate that we expect I think that tangibly changes you know the, when we don't score on the power play it puts the with you know if we go back to the beginning of the year and, and our discussions that we would have in here about the way that we wanted to construct the group it was to have you know, a, a group in the you know, bottom six per se, you know, one line led by Lars, one led by Noel Achari that could take the defensive pressure away from Sid and Gino's lines and let them go out and, and flourish. And so when you don't, when we don't produce on the power play, it puts an added pressure at even strength production on those groups, which is not really how uh, we set it out at the beginning of the year. That, that falls on, on me. Um, so, you know, when, when we're wanting those, those, you know, last night we got that from them and it was it was great to see because those guys work their tails off and they don't get a lot of uh, power play opportunity and you know to see O'Connor, Pustin and Marcus um, you know find uh, find the back the net was was great um, but you know that's not really the way that it was set out at the beginning of the year so if there's a criticism of that it falls to me and and that decision uh, to, to build it out that way um, so I think that's probably the area where when I when I look at it and I reflect back on the summer and, and trying to set it up in, in that certain way, Tim. That's the that's the area where there, there's probably been the, the greatest disappointment. Um, and so that's uh, you know uh, I would say that's about as simple as it as it gets on that front. Is that well, no sorry. Yeah, I, I would say that if, if we if we um, if we can get the power play moving in that right direction, it takes that onus off of that. The, it doesn't make it as, as uh, pronounced when the bottom of the lineup isn't producing. As much, I mean, and so then it, it, it allows you to kind of function in the way that you were designed to. Um, I think the younger player part is just the reality here. I mean, if you look at the roster, it is the oldest in the league. You know, my feeling going in was that we tried to bolster it in the off season uh, without parting with too much of our future capital or prospects, and and we had a bunch of guys move out at the same time. It, it changed our cap space situation and so on and so forth. But you know, the, the way that we were going to transition to where we can. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but where, you know, I think Sid, Gino, Chris Letang, you know, Eric, they can provide massive value to new young guys coming into the league. I think that can give them an energy, and that's what we really need um, to be able to have, and then have those guys evolve and develop as those players are in the, the back ends of their careers, and, and that can help boost them as well. It's and, and uh, we, you know, the, there wasn't that, there weren't those opportunities available to us last off season, but we have to hunt them and, and search them out now and be involved in all those discussions. Kyle, I, I guess along those lines, one way to get younger is to have a complete overhaul and, and go into a significant rebuilding process. But 
is that kind of impossible to do when you have Crosby and Malkin and Latang on your roster? So is, are we looking at more of a situation, I realize this is down the road, but yeah. where you're more reloading every summer as long as Sid is here as opposed to a, a complete rebuild? Um, I think that the, the major opportunities we're going to focus on, Josh, are, are you know, now it's focusing on getting the team more consistent as, as we get into this, you know, when players are more readily available, those, you know, whether it's at the trade deadline or in the off season, you know, I, what I would say is that when you have players like that, they prevent you from going, I, I think, cause when I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think what you're uh, alluding to is a, is a full on, like where you're, you know, in the bottom five of the league. And I think when you have players like that, they prevent you from getting there cause they're too good. And uh, at the same time, I think that what they can pass on to the players that are, that come into the organization uh, in terms of the standards that we that we have here, the impact that being around Sid, Gino, Latang, Carlson, each day can have on a young player, it's it's impossible to measure. And I think um, that's what we would that's what we would set out to do. So whether that's our own guys and Jaegers, Pickerings, Poolins, uh, Bloomquist, or you know more tangibly uh, future draft picks, but also any other younger players we can bring in via trade. If a team has a surplus in one position and we can, we can capitalize on that. I, I think that that can serve to expedite things and make sure that there isn't a, a massive breach. I, I don't, you know, when, when, um, I think one of the things that I learned from my time, uh, in Toronto from Lou was that, you know, when we went through this process in 2014, 15, 16, you know, we we there were a lot of there were a lot of guys that moved out, but we did keep in we did keep on a lot. Whether it was you know we had Van Reems like Bozak, Jake Gardner, uh, Leo Komarov, and and I think that really helped our younger guys when they came in. Here we're, I mean, that's it's not close in terms of the the uh, production, the build, the, the ability they still have in their late 30s, and and more importantly their character and what they can. Um, what they can lend to younger players. So I think it's a, it's a unique opportunity. I think going back to my maybe the, one of my first days here, where I think that can really help with um, that can really help us to make sure that we're we're ramping it up quickly and we don't have to go into a prolonged spot. That's the intention. Um, so that's what we'll that's what we'll set out to do. Kyle, I think you mentioned in December that you would use the next span of games. I can't remember if it was. 20, 30, whatever, to sort of evaluate where sure. the team is at. You're sort of in the same spot or maybe in a little bit yeah. more difficult yeah. spot. What gives you confidence? Can what happens in the next two and a half weeks outweigh what you've seen the last four months? Um, well, I think that if the four months were a consistent um, you know, game to game where we just didn't have it, I would probably say no. But I think we've had, it, we've had in, uh, enough moments uh, throughout the season when, when we're at our best – um, we show that that we can um, we can play with anybody, and 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 it just hasn't happened enough. So I, you know we're looking for that in this next stretch here. And and I think if the group didn't have the pedigree that it has, um, or the history that it has, I wouldn't feel that they're owed uh, they're owed that same latitude. But I feel that this group, you know, in respecting them. Um, and, and what they've accomplished in the past here and, and how proud they are. I just think others may not agree, but I think that that's the right and fair thing to do. It's been outlined to them. They know what's at stake. And um, we've got, you know, this you know, the last two remaining games on this homestand, Western trip, and then we're back here again to, to show where, where we want to go. And um, I just think that's the right and fair way to, to handle it uh, with the group. Kyle, there can be a philosophy of making a trade just to shake up the room, to, yeah. to change things. What are your feelings on, do you feel that that would help this team if you just 
made a hockey trade, a one-for-one, one, something just to kind of upset what's what's been happening. Yeah, those, absolutely. Um, you know, and we've we've explored that in the last several weeks going into the All-Star break, and, and we've tried. It's this year um, I've found that those opportunities have been less and that there haven't been many like that. The two trades have been made have been uh, expiring contracts for futures. So we've we've tried to to do that um, to to give that element of the shake up. I'm not usually a huge proponent of it, but I, I felt that with where our group was at, especially coming out of the break, um, not having a, a really strong surge out of it, that that wasn't that was one of the things we tried to do and continue to try to do. It's just the opportunities to to do it haven't haven't really been there, and we've we've exhausted them. So. Um, you know, we, we're going to need to have the guys. I think the level of urgency from the situation should uh, should be what shakes it up, especially given the fact that you know the last two games, we've you know we've got two points you know in our in our reach, and we concede both in the final seven minutes of the game. And last night, you know, we we have a chance to to come back. We show good resolve and come back, but we don't we don't win. So we've got you know three of the four points we've conceded. So, I th you know, if there's ever going to be a chance where we're going to shake ourselves free, this starting tomorrow would be it. Uh, Kyle, when you meet with Mike Sullivan every day or, or yeah. multiple times, has he asked you for anything specific to improve the team? Uh, has, he, has he asked me my opinion or has he asked for specific players or elements? Yeah. Uh, specific elements sure. or, yeah, sort of assets, that sort of thing. No, he, I mean, he, you know, he hasn't, you know, I've I've had coaches that I've worked with before that have said, "Can you go out and get this player, that player?" Uh, Mike, and I and I don't the way that I we we tend to operate is I'll say to him, "Here's opportunities we have. Here's where we're at. What do you think of of this?" He'll largely say, "You know, I'm you know, if you think it's the right thing for the team, then then let's do it." The way that when we bring up like we claim Matthew Phillips on on waivers on uh, Saturday or Sunday or Friday, I've lost the days here. Um, uh, you know, I showed him. You know, here's what we think. Obviously, we're, we, you know, production, power play, and production haven't been where we want. Here's, you know, here's his, the film on him from the minors. Here's what our our player personnel and R and D department say, and show Sully to make sure that he's on on board and and would be excited about it. So that's the way that we've tended to operate. Um, there are things I think we mutually have agreed upon. We're we're trying to find if we can we can have a way, but. I don't think it's his style. At least it's not been my experience with Sully where he says, I need. You know, in the summer, I think we go through that. You know, what do we think the team needs? We disagree on on some of it and, and talk it all through. But there hasn't been any uh, demands from his end. No, not at all. Um, just what, what would your message be right now to the fans that are a little bit frustrated, that are concerned with the direction that they've seen this team trend and, you know, potentially missing out on playoffs for a second straight season, knowing yep. there is still time, of course? Sure. Um, well, Number one, I, I think just going back to the game last night, you know, it's a it's a, it's an early week game uh, coming off of a big weekend. My expectation coming in here, uh, going into the game last night, was it probably was going to be a relatively quiet building, and you know, the just given the circumstances, huge night on Sunday night, you know, then a Tuesday night game, um, coming off of a really difficult loss. My expectation was that the building would be. You know, in most other similar markets, it would be sparsely attended and quiet. And I think the fans were incredible last night. And I think that was a big part. Every time we would, we would show some life, they would double it. And, and that has a major impact. And you can feel it when you're on the road. You can feel it when you're at home. 
so my message to the fans would be like they're doing their part and that they just continue to do that. That's a massive help to the players in the organization, especially with where we're at. And I think, um, you know, having gone through this weekend and been through, you know, eight or nine months here now, um, this is a very proud city, especially regarding its sports teams. And everything that we do will be with the intention of delivering a championship contender for the team uh, without them having to go through years of, of pain to get there. And, and so that's my commitment to the group and, and to the fans. I think the fans here deserve it. They've been incredible. Um, and even when we haven't been at our best, they have our back. They're massively supportive. Uh, it's really been special to see you here about before you come in how great of a city it is. You obviously come in a couple times a year as a visitor and you get an idea for what the atmosphere is like and, and uh, now having lived it and been through it, especially because I, I don't – our, our uh, performances have, uh, have not been the most consistent, especially at home, but the fans have, uh, have more than done their share and done their part and it's, uh, it's been special to actually experience it and it would be – um, more special to see it as we you know, get back to the level that, that they expect of us. And I understand their expectation, and it's our, it's our goal to make sure that we're always striving to reach it and then reach it as consistently as possible for as long as we possibly can. We've always talked about Crosby, Malkin, and Latang here several times today. You mentioned sort of them and with reference to Carlson. Um, should we interpret that, that that's the core going forward, those four? Like the um, well, we hope to add to it, Rob. That's the... I mean, those, those, there's only so much I think you can expect from that group. Um, and, um, and that said, as much as you expect from them, they tend to deliver more. Um, and they have here for a long time. Eric, uh, you know, the, you know, they're four guys that are, are going to be Hall of Fame players. So, you know, Eric is, is a new addition. I think, you know, he and uh, he would be the first to tell you uh, if you asked him that, he wants to contribute more, feels he can contribute more, can help the team more. We need to help him, we need to help him get there. Um, but I think those, those guys have the impact to – those guys have the ability and the character to help a younger group. That's why I mentioned them together. My hope is surely that we can add younger guys that can you – know, because I don't want to doubt them, but I don't think they're going to play forever, though one guy might challenge that. Um, you know, and so it's we need to have them impart their wisdom, their character, the standards of the Pittsburgh Penguins onto the next group that comes uh, behind. And so I think those guys, based on what I've observed of them each day, are able to provide that. And and other, I mean, you know, we've got a lot of great people in that room that like we could be here all day talking about. But you know, that's that's how I see it. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. 
Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.